In this episode, I talk with Ani, a third-year medical student from St. Louis interested in community engagement, tennis, and boba. We talk about his experience in medical school so far and the challenges of navigating a robust learning environment while also undergoing difficulties outside of the hospital, from a foosh or a fall on an outstretched hand to a car accident. We talk about how to deal with the stressful and sometimes amusing challenges that happen during clinical clerkship year. We share our experiences finding amazing support in the medical community while sharing similar struggles with mental health and the importance of taking breaks in medicine, whether sought out or forced upon you, and learning to discover what success means for you. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you on. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, awesome. Uh, tell me about yourself. Yeah, so hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Ani. I'm a uh, rising or just started third year of med yeah. school here at UMich. Um, um, it's been been great so far. Um, I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I was born there, grew up my whole life, um, and then took one year off before coming to med school, living in San Francisco, California, which was a lot of fun. And then came here. Um, within medicine, I'm interested in community engagement, advocacy, global health. Um, um, and outside of medicine, um, I have lots of different interests from nature to food to all sports involving a racket to <laughs> watching sports from baseball, basketball, yeah. football, hockey, um, to just, just hanging out with good friends and, um, and enjoying life. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Sounds yeah. like a well-rounded person, which you need to be in medicine for sure, um, in yeah. life in general. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, here at University of Michigan, we kind of just transi- transitioned. Our M2s are now uh, newly minted M3s, so congratulations with finishing up. Um, we have our clinical year during our second year, so congratulations with finishing up with your clinical year. That's definitely a huge accomplishment and thank kind you. Of one of the the big <laughs> the big um, hurdles to get over um, in med school. Yes, thank you. It's a beast of a year, but uh, it feels yeah. good to be it feels be, it feels good to be on the other side. But you learn yeah. a lot, and that's that's exciting. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's true. Um, so tell me a little bit more about like your journey to medicine. How did you decide you want to become a, phys- a physician? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so as I said, I, I was born, grew up, grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I'm the child of Indian immigrants um, who moved here about 30, 35 years ago. Uh, growing up in St. Louis, I lived in a suburb called Chesterfield, which is about 30, 40 minutes outside the city. Um, let's say a pretty middle, middle class neighborhood. But it, it didn't take me long um, to realize that, um, you know, within St. Louis that we, you know, we, we have a lot of health uh, dis- disparity there. Um, there's something, there's a street in St. Louis called the Del Mar Divide. And that, that street is, is a marker, is a geographic marker of, you know, not, not, not just as a street which cars drive on, but as a, as a geographic marker, if you cross it, is a marker of, you know, life expectancy, health outcomes, um, morbidity and mortality, explicitly based on race. And coupling that with my experiences as an immigrant, you know, I'd go to take trips to India, where I, you know, going there, I would recognize that, you know, life, life there was very different, you know, the healthcare yeah. system and access and equity were, were right in front of you. And so I, I think those cultivated um, an appreciation for concepts such as inequity, yeah. um, disparity, and, you know, understanding why the status quo worked, worked the way it worked. When I got to college, I started studying anthropology oh, cool. um, with a focus in global health. And what got me really interested specifically within um, medicine was I had the chance to listen to um, very famous medical anthropologist who recently passed away, Paul Farmer, and hearing his story about, 
you know, not of a, his organization, Partners in Health, um, which has been, you know, life changing in the field of yeah. health equity, human rights, but also, you know, thinking about, you know, how how medicine is structured to, you know, things like how essentially you have to look at this, not just the status quo, but forces outside of medicine from history and sociology yeah. to um, business and economics to really understand how and why we we have the system the way the way it works today. Um, and it got me really interested in community engagement specifically. Um, and I, I saw medicine as an avenue for really engaging with, with you know, beyond just really, really engaging with people and the broader context in which they're from. Um, and yeah, and yeah. to use that as an avenue for, for change, yeah. Awesome. yeah. Yeah, there's a, a lot there. There's a kind of a very, really good drive to want to go into to medicine. But mm-hmm. I, as you were talking, it made me think I've had a similar experience where I grew up. So I'm from uh, Gross Point, Michigan, which mm. is a suburb of yeah. Detroit, mm-hmm. um, and Gross Point is a very wealthy community, and Detroit is, you know, less so wealthy city. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever they teach about like zip codes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The exactly, life expectancy yeah. in Michigan, they always talk about where I grew up because um, I literally grew up like kind of just down the street from Detroit. Like you'd kind of drive twenty minutes down Jefferson, and you can get to my house from like downtown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they like always talk about like the like um increasing life expectancy as you like drive outside of detroit for sure just based on your zip code and yeah yeah and um no no totally and on the note of zip code i mean the chief medical officer of partner partners del paul farmers organization joya Mukherjee, um cites that the biggest risk factor for someone's health is their zip code you know which we which is not traditionally taught has not been traditionally taught in medical school curriculum although that's changing now but it's you know once you understand how much you know how much goes on outside the context of, of medicine and all the yeah. different forces and how they how they converge. You know, it's yeah. it's it's you, you can't ignore it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It always makes me wonder why we don't ask uh, where do you live. Yeah, where do you live? Yeah, doing an interview. Yeah. No, totally. Now, obviously, those forces can be kind of sometimes outside of the scope of a you know 100%. individual interview, yeah. but it's, definitely, it's kind of something that could change the way you think about um, what access like, to resources patients have or exactly. what sorts of life circumstances they might potentially be living under based De- on their zip code. Definitely. So mm-hmm. Very interesting. Absolutely. Um, kind of going off of that, like, what has your experience been like in medical school so far? Yeah. Uh, medical school has been um, an interesting, interesting time. Um, I think for me, it's been, I mean, when, when you say you learn in med school, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever learned more amount of information than I have in, yeah. in, in, a, in a shorter amount of time frame than at any other point in my life. I mean, yeah. undergrad, I, I learned a lot. High school, you know, you learn mid, middle school, same. But right. in terms of content, material, maturity, and just an appreciation of a discipline, I, I, I think, you know, if, when speaking in terms of a learning standpoint, you, I mean, it, it's, it's incredible how much, how much, how much capacity there is. Um, med school has also been a time of uh, change, you know. I... Um, you know, prior to coming to med school, I and during med school, I've had to confront my own personal health challenges, which I've had to yeah. work through, and that hasn't been easy at times. Um, going yeah. going through med school and and balancing that at the same time, it's also been a time of which it's been a time during which I've had to navigate conflicting self identities and identities that I I didn't think I'd have, but that I'm that I'm growing into. Um, and so I think I think. I think those have those have been unique challenges and um, some unique perspectives that that I've been balancing on top of, of course, all the learning, which has been exciting. Yeah. But I think for me, it's also been a time in which I have really gotten to cultivate some really good relationships. You know, yeah. I, I think there there are some classmates of mine and friends who have met outside of outside the med school who 
have really, really helped me, guided me, shaped me, and been there for me along along the journey because it's, well, as, as amazing as it is at its times, it can yeah. be also very rocky too. Yeah, um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful and I've been very, some of the relationships here are, are, have, have definitely touched me in ways that um, I could have never have imagined coming in and I yeah. look forward to seeing where those take me. Yeah. 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 I, I think you touched on so many things about medical school. Obviously, it's this huge learning curve, and you you grow so much not only in your your medical knowledge, but also as a person. Like you grow and transform into a different role than you might have expected. As as a fourth year, I'm like, oh, I'm like almost a doctor, and like that's a new identity and role that I've right. grown into, mm-hmm. and and am now you know taking on, and that's huge. But also like personal growth and like you know dealing with other things outside of medical school during that same time. It's like so transformative and Definitely. I mean that's a big reason for doing this podcast is mm-hmm. to you know hear from students about what is this transformative process that you undergo when you go through medical school. Def- definitely yeah. no no it's uh med school I mean academically it's just it's just so rigorous but mm-hmm. um and I, I think again it's changing now but like it's such a time of change and transformation and it yeah. can it can be it can be really hard without without social support friends or yeah. community to re- reflect yeah. on that change you know because change is hard you know you're yeah. It's hard to process it alone. So having having a podcast like this and being able to yeah. talk about it and just yeah. open up is is part of is part of the the growing and therapeutic is both yeah. part of the growing and therapeutic yeah. therapeutic journey. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm obviously interested in narrative medicine, but I think that's a huge part that's kind of missing from medical culture sometimes is talking about our experiences or like totally. you know working through them in mm-hmm. a. Um, either artistic or creative way or like also just like therapeutic way, you know, cause it's, it's definitely, like you said, change is hard and to definitely. speak about it is, is important as we go through it. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So you touched on a lot of like um, highlights and challenges of, of medical school. Tell me a little bit more about your experience during clinical year. What was that year like for you overall? Like now just coming out on the other side of it. Yeah. Clinical year was a, was an interesting year. As I said, I mean, it, it's a year of on, it's a year of just intense, intense learning. I mean, I think for me, before before clerkships, you know, I I mean, I could, I knew what certain diseases were. And I knew how the, I knew basically, you know, how the heart works, how the lung works, how the kidney works. Yeah. But I didn't really think I could have a conversation with someone about their medical care or, you know, what treatment they were getting, why they were getting it, if they thought about something else or how, how they were accessing care, you know? Yeah. And I think after clinical year, you have the mature, you have the the insights, the growth, and the ability to have those conversations. You know, I can, mm-hmm. I can even although I'm I'm I'm, nowhere, I'm not a doctor yet, yeah. like I can I can I can talk to, for example, my parents yeah. about about you know their health and you know how they're doing and yeah. some of the symptoms they may be having. I can talk to family members about that. I can I can open up to friends about that, and I can I can relate to people in in different ways and in ways that I just couldn't before. So I. I just that, just that amount of learning, growth, transformation, in I think is 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 exciting. What what it what what I was what I did not know or what what was what was surprising to me was you know, you know just just how how intense you know life life in the hospital life in the hospital can yeah. be you know it's you know I mean I, I think clinically what what was what from an academic standpoint what was what was there I mean there were so many different things that were challenging but. Yeah. Um, for me, you know, it was it was just one thing that I that I struggled to struggle to work with, you know, was you know going going in the hospital and, and having this like as someone I think I'm I'm someone who I think is very or try to be as self reflective and you know I try to look at myself a lot and you know critique my I'm very self reflective you know and yeah. that plus you know going to hospital and knowing that you're being evaluated every single day 
and having having intense scrutiny on you, I think yeah. I think can take a toll, especially when you're balancing other things on the outside, which which I'll get to. And then you know having to come home, you know, and then and then you know decide, okay, am I going to study tonight, or how much am I going to study, or yeah. oh my god, I'm so behind. Okay. And so just not na- and also navigating that without 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 necessarily the guidance or support, you know. I mean, you're you're kind of figuring out, you know, how much I need to know, what what do yeah. I need to know. It's it's. It's so much, you're, you're kind of told where you need to be by a certain date, but there's no, yeah. you're not told how to get there, you yeah. know? And I, th- I think there's for no me, yeah, 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 I think I think for me, you know, having having to wake up every day with that pressure of, oh my God, I'm going to be evaluated today. Well, what, what crazy thing am I going to say or what, what what stupid thing I'm going to do today in front of, yeah. in fr- and how that's going to affect my grade and what that, yeah. what implication that's going to have was, was so hard to get out of my head. And then having to come home and then balance that on a different level, you know, with, with the work that I had to get done and just, you know, surviving was, was, was difficult. I think for me also clinical year offered, um, some unique or some, just, just a variety of different instances outside the hospital that, 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 that made it, that made it tough, you know, (laughs) which I can get into those now or yeah. yeah, Or if you feel free, I I was just gonna say, like, I, I totally resonate with everything you're saying about clinical year. It's, such a difficult year and it's so much performance you know yeah. and you kind of have to go every day and forget that you're supposed to forget that you're supposed to be studying right right you're right like yeah there to learn but also help, help. and also perform and like you're being evaluated and, and then you have to go home and you're like oh yeah i have to study and exactly have yeah. to learn things and then everyone has yeah. such different expectations yeah. of of what that balance between learning and doing and yeah. and you know showing that you know Showing that you know something, it's just yeah. so hard, and having to balance that from rotation to rotation, week to week, yeah. to based on who you work with, is, is so yeah. difficult. Yeah. But you know, I, I think I think you know, clinical year. I mean, just that's just that on just that on its own is a lot. You know, when yeah. when there are things that happen outside the hospital, that that can make it even more tricky yeah. tricky to handle. You know, I so feel like the med school or like people who are running everything, they kind of forget like. Yeah, yeah, this is difficult, but people have lives outside of it. Yeah, know? people have yeah. lives lives outside of it, and again, my. my Everyone goes through it in a unique way, and different challenges present present or hit people in different ways. And I I don't want to nullify or invalidate or or um, downplay those, you know. But yeah, no, it's 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 real, you know. <laughs> having having to having everything on your plate and juggling that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah tell me more about like uh, what what kind of happened outside of clinical year that seems like it made things more difficult. So yeah. What was that experience like? Yeah, yeah. So. I think for me, you know, um, beyond just like, you know, the mental challenges of waking up every day and just that fear, uh, that feeling of fear, you know, that you'd have when you'd walk in the hospital, like, oh, oh my, that, that, those, those pangs in your stomach, you know, um, that fear, that sweating, (laughs) just, just, just that on its own was, was tricky, but you know, a a variety of different things happen along, along the course of the year about, you know, uh, so I started on surgery. So we start in about, I think end of September, early October and you know, about two months in, it was it was November. You know, I I had come home late from a party one evening, mm-hmm. and park my car the next day. And I go go to bed the next day. I, I want to go, uh, want to go get my car, and I I turn on the car and it makes this horrible sound, and I'm like, this is not right. So I call AAA and AAA comes and they see that the car's catalytic converter has been has been stolen, oh my gosh. um, yeah. and you know, and I was like, oh my god, you know, yeah. I need this car to go to rotations. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, what, yeah. what, you know, like, what, what, what am I going to do? And the car was old, and so it had to get totaled. And so, you know, finished surgery, you know, but immediately had to go home. And, I mean, again, very privileged and very lucky to have the social, the financial and social resources to be able to do yeah. this. But 
just the stress of, oh my God, you know, like this, this happened, someone, someone did this, you know, yeah. and having to navigate that, I mean, how am I going to get to clinic? How am I going to get groceries? Yeah. It was, was just so, was, was challenging. So that was one. A few weeks later, uh, or not a few weeks later, get through surgery. I finished peds. Um, I start OB, OB, OBGYN, you know, and by this point, you know, I, I, like the clerkships were taking a toll, you know, I, I was, I was, I think peak, peak, you know, in, in, um, peak at, at I think probably one of the lowest points mentally in the year, you know, I was just just like the pressure, the pressure I'd put on myself, the fear of grades, the fear of evaluation, yeah. um, the fear of just like how it, you know, just great the implications and just just I just could not could not get out of my head um, yeah. um, mentally in terms of like how I was being evaluated and my grades and comp- like competition and um, perception, all, all those things. Um, but you know, I decided to go out and get some wellness and, uh, <laughs> um, if that's what we call it now, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but, uh, went, went, um, went to go skateboarding and, or not skateboarding, sorry, rollerblading with, with a friend, yeah. um, uh, was rollerblading, was having a great time. And then, um, you know, as I was finishing up, I had a, I had a collision with someone on the rollerblade oh, no. and I had a foosh, literally a foosh <laughs> on my right hand. And, um, you know, I hit my, hit my right wrist really hard. I could tell it was one of those things that was like, man, this this really hurt. And I went to the ED after my hand was swelling, and there was two plus three plus pitting edema. You know? yes, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I had a fractured skateboard. You know, it yeah. was it was the most U world thing to happen to me in a, yeah. you know in a long time. You yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a skateboard, and you know that that put me out. Um, you know, three 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 weeks of three weeks of rotations, and that that was also hard too, man. You know, like yeah. mentally down, or physically down. Yeah. It, it just it just felt it just felt really really difficult you know so I had, I had to sit out yeah. um I didn't finish my OBGYN rotation yeah. which which was which was tough you know because I saw classmates you know who were yeah. you know finishing up their rotations taking their shelves like getting ready for what came after which was spring break feeling yeah. like they hit a transition point and I was kind of sitting at home by myself like feeling kind of like man like I'm wasting my time here you know like what's what's I'm meant just not feeling good mentally physically I'm just you know I'm just just like you know, I I'm, I can't can't go into the hospital. You know, this, yeah. this this is this is tough, and so that that was that that was also challenging too. What was good about it was that it gave me a little bit of time to just reflect, process, and yeah. um, I I think afterwards, um, you know that that my OBGYN rotation kind of finishing that kind of marked halfway through clinical year, yeah. and it got me some time to just reflect and relax, and I think realized and and just just through through conversations with friends, family move away and through through some hard work that I was doing with with my own friends family yeah. care team to to just move away from um a fear-based mindset and evaluation-based mindset to to really focusing on fun and really trying to understand more about patients and focusing on them and you know how I can yeah. best serve them and help them rather than focusing on my grade and, some, and something more superficial yeah. um and that that made that made the second half of the year more more fun, you know. I, I went back, I started internal medicine, which which I really liked, and I kind I kind of felt like I was getting getting in the groove of things, you know. I, I enjoyed internal medicine. Yeah. I moved on to psych after that, which I thought was interesting. Moved on to neuro, um, and we're getting we're getting close to the end of the year. And then I moved to family medicine, um, and I, I, I and that rotation I really liked, you know. I I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I I was I was the finish line was so so close, but. You know, the second to last week of clerkships, you know, we have one more week to go over the final shelf. You know, I'm driving in Livonia where my clinic is. And because I was tired, because I wasn't paying attention, because I, I don't know, I, I don't know what I'd taken that route many, many different days. But I, I make a wrong turn at an intersection 
And the next thing I know, the, my car was spinning. Oh, there was glass shattered everywhere. Wow. Um, you know, um, I had hit my head and my head was hurting. And it just felt surreal. You know, I, I, I got into this. I, I felt like I was finally getting this groove. You know, I had gotten past these hurdles of, you know, odd car problems to yeah. injury to yeah. feeling, you know, have, struggling with my own mental health, uh, you yeah. know. To, to all of a sudden, you know, at the end of the year, when, when, the, when the end is in sight, you know, to, to, to having this, this unexpected car accident. What sucked was that I, I was at fault in the accident too, you know? And, you know, I mean, just, just the guilt and the remorse yeah. and, you know, like not being able to go to clinic that day, you know, was just, was just so, so difficult. And I forgot to add, you know, before this happened on my family medicine rotation, two weeks before that, um, I had actually parked parked in a wrong parking spot, um, and so before this, my car had gotten towed oh, while on the rotation. Man. So I had paid for that, and then the week after, I I had um, I was trying to put contact solution in my eye, but I didn't realize it was hydrogen peroxide, oh, and so I so so, so I got that in my eye too. So, so I skipped over those things, yeah. but man, it was just like things were kind of going going yeah. great. You know, I was on this flow, and then once family medicine hit, although I I love my rotation, I I, yeah. I think that family medicine is I, I'm I'm actively considering that as yeah. I want to do. But man, from car getting towed to hydrogen peroxide in my eyes to getting in an accident, yeah, um, yeah, it was it was just it was just a, it was just yeah. it was just so much, you know. And I, um, yeah, it was apart from the school, it was it was just it was just it was just man, like. It was it was just so hard to navigate all all these things happening outside yeah. the hospital, you know yeah. that 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 you know that 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 played a role in my day to day ability yeah. on rotations and yeah. and we're we're tricky to navigate. Yeah, it's like all this life stuff that I, even like is stressful under like normal conditions, but it becomes so like so intensified when you're in this really intense process of you know performative like nature you have to be you know working and performing every day studying like your time is really limited yeah so when you have something that happens outside of it you're like this is going to take up all my time right right and i don't have that time. i don't have that yeah. time and i yeah. i for me like i yeah i mean i'm again I'm, I'm i'm very lucky that i had parents and i have friends and classmates who came to my rescue and yeah. and very nice clerkship coordinators and yeah. attendings who were very nice but yeah no it was just like it's just it's just a lot it's just a lot to navigate you know yeah. there's already so much pressure and so much time yeah. and so much work that goes into yeah. the demands of being objectively quote a good clinical student you know yeah. to navigate and you know to feel like oh my I have all these things happening outside yeah. and it's, it, and to you know to have to, to have to come in and give it your best you know yeah. when you're thinking about oh my god man I how much is this car bill gonna cost you know yeah. or man I can't open my eye I have to go to the ED yeah. <laughs> to Dang, I parked in the wrong spot. You know, my car is gone. To oh man, I'm sitting at home by myself, and I have this wrist injury, and I, I, I'm just me- just not feeling. I'm I'm just not physically, physically, mentally feeling well. You know, like what yeah. what's wrong with me? You know, why why am I why why am I like this? You know, why what's wrong with me? Why why are my other classmates not not? Or yeah, yeah what what yeah. what's what's wrong with me? You know. It's so it's so interesting how like again, I think it's all this pressure of like having to perform and be at your best all the time that then when things happen kind of outside of your control or outside of your life, they are really magnified in the sense that, like, you feel guilty or you're yeah. like, something's wrong. Yeah, like, something's yeah. wrong with me. Like, I feel bad about myself that I'm not yeah. building all my life Exactly, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why am I? Exactly, yeah. 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 Exactly, yeah. When you hit the nail on the head, yeah. yeah. So much yeah, guilt and remorse and, dang, you know, like, what did I do wrong? Like, again, like, how, like, why? Wh- 
And sometimes again, and this is this is where I'm I'm trying I've had to move away from this thinking, but like at times I think you know why me? Why am I going through this? Yeah. Like what did I do? Yeah. Um, but although that's not the case, as as I've had conversations with classmates, everyone yeah. almost everyone is going through something, you know. Yeah. And it's only through conversation that you really really get to understand and see yeah. see beyond what you see on the outside. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I think it's important to like share those stories and like everyone should share like what you know what's going on in my life because I think. Yeah, I remember going through M2 year and feeling like everyone else was like really had it put together and was like exactly yeah exactly like, this perfect. this per- like, Whoa, yeah this person sorry. is honoring this rotation yeah. this person is acing it on rounds here I am yeah. like shivering quivering sweating yeah, yeah. like yeah. with fear before heading to the hospital when I come yeah. home I just have to study I have to study hours and I'll yeah. get the same grade as someone who doesn't yeah. and then man you know like I. I can barely cook, you know. I'm I'm yeah. having to deal with car problems. Or I don't feel again. I don't, you know. Yeah. And so it's 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 there, and I think social media also can magnify because magnify because yeah. you see people posting on Facebook, yeah. Instagram, and it looks like they're they're living the time of their life. Yeah. And you look inside, and you're like, oh my god, like, yeah. like again, like why why am I not? You know, what what am I yeah. doing wrong? Is it, is it a problem with me? Is you know, yeah. is it a problem with something else? Like what? Like how do I like? Why again? Why why am I going through this? Yeah. And again, I've had to move yeah. away from that, but yeah, it, it's yeah. it's it's real. Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely had like similar sort of experiences my M two year. Um, so I actually had my the battery in my car died um one time in January. Of, like, oh my god! Because <laughs> it was just freezing, like the temperature. Yeah, was, was yeah, it was yeah. so cold. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my battery died. I had to get it like AAA to come, and they were. Um, I think I ended up having to buy a battery app for them, which was really expensive. Yeah. And install it. But I remember I was also really struggling with my mental health at the time. So yeah. I was like distressed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. this is like a very like solvable and easy solution. You know, you call AAA and they come and like come and fix it. But I, I literally had to have my friend like help me because I was like, I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I, yeah. was, I was like so distressing in the moment. And it was very, totally. it was very strange how like, yeah, like one added, like you're already stressed out, you're, and so one added, like one, stressor is like, whoa, like this is beyond exa- my level that I can handle. And, exactly. No, yeah. and yeah, it was, it was, it was crushing. Yeah, because I, I just, I at that time, I did not know with after I was, I was struggling with my own mental health and all these challenges. Well, I just did not know how to handle it. But yeah. it was also in those moments that I found some really, really good friends yeah. and connections and people who were able to not only help me but were were there for me. You know, they. You know, I think <laughs> as I've thought about, it, you know, we, we think this this may be being a little this this may be this may be tangential, but you know, in the hospital we think about, you know, caregiving as, you know, figuring out a differential diagnosis or figuring out, you know, how figuring out a differential diagnosis or what, what medication someone needs or what procedure they may need, you know? Yeah. Or where they need to go after being discharged, you know? Yeah. But a lot of what I learned was, you know, when I was when I was stranded on the highway after my car accident, you know, a cl- a, a the, the the partner of a very good friend of mine in my class, you know, came all the way there, took time and drove yeah. and picked me up, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, when when I had issues with my eye, you know, my my attending was like, go, go take time for yourself, go, go to the ED, go, go do what you need to do. Yeah. Um, and so it really showed that, you know, that that caregiving and, you know, caregiving is just is, is beyond, you know, the yeah. the standard yeah. differential or medical medical procedure or medication it's it's yeah. it's it, these are all ways of meeting someone where they're at you know yeah. and you anyone can do and there's so many ways outside the hospital to do that and yeah. not just not just within within medicine so yeah. yeah i think that's really powerful you're like really touching on something to because medicine and medical school can be really individualistic and yeah. competitive and 
I think here at U of M we have, a, you know, somewhat of a better culture. Yeah, because definitely. I think a lot of people will say like, oh, I, re- you know, love my classmates. We're a really like social group or we yeah. really are like really kind and not competitive at all. And I think that's so important. I'm thinking back to my M2 year, um, one of the uh, like one of my classmates who was in my track. So like who does all the same, you know, clinical. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Me. Um, he like was one of my closest friends and we became really close um, second year because we studied together all the time, but we also like helped each other out, you know? Like, yeah. I, think I personally struggled a lot throughout that year and just seeing how he was like being a supportive person and yeah. being there for me was just super. So like really like even little things mean a lot. Like exactly know, like, cooking each other dinner. Yes. Or something, yes. Like, that's like hard. Totally. Like, so helpful or like, you know, being like, Oh, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? Yeah. Or I'm or, just, I'm feeling yeah. down. Can we, can we yeah. talk about this today? Yeah. Or, and feelings validated and seen yeah. and heard. Yeah, it's it's yeah. those little things. Yeah, and I've, I've yeah. had classmates who have cultivated some deeper connections with just yeah. because of that, because they they were there for me. They 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 made me feel like I mattered. They made me yeah. feel like that I wasn't at this alone. That they were they were gonna be there for me. You know that yeah. they that they you know that that they were gonna take me in. You know, and that yeah. I I I, w- I was part of something bigger. You know, and yeah. it moved away from that individualistic mindset to we're in this together. And I'm I'm so I'm so grateful. For I'm so grateful for them and I yeah. and it goes both ways you know I yeah. it's it's not it's you know and it's it made me it's made me realize that you know I mean at the end of the day you can't you can you can learn medicine you can learn content you can learn medications you can learn side effects you can learn all yeah. these things but people are the things people people make the difference you know yeah. and I'm grateful to have found during some really tough moments um some really good people here yeah. and so yeah and it's it's also like more than the students too it's like meeting really good residents yeah and, like attendings you work with or totally fellows, like you know just people along the way who are like really kind and willing to help you out yeah exactly yes a, a decent human being exactly yeah no totally yeah. and I, i've definitely had my my fair share of that too yeah, and so sure. yeah and i want to want to make sure i pay it forward you know yeah because yeah. again we talk about culture change in medicine and yeah burnout and moral injury or all, all these terms you know and uh, mental health within medicine and I, I think you know that it's again it's pe- pe- if, if the, the culture changes when we change you know yeah, yeah. Um, and so it's made me think a lot about that you know how, how do I want to pay this forward or how, how can I how can I give back you know how can I how can I better how can I how can I better practice what I preach you know and do that both both within the context of medicine but also outside because it's, it's all interconnected yeah yeah Makes me excited to like, be a resident. And yeah. All my little med students I work with. Yeah, and, yeah. Me you know, too. Me too. And hopefully, can do like good in that role too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another thing I was thinking about is you know I you mentioned having this foosh injury, which uh, for the for the listeners who don't know, that's also a fall on an outstretched hand, and you can um, you know break your wrist or break a bone in your wrist that way. Um, you mentioned having to take time off and while that was really difficult like it also was really helpful in some ways and that reminded me that I, I was during clinical year when COVID hit so it's 2020 so yeah. we, we um, got pulled from our clerkships um, yeah. as medical students during that time we were off for I want to say two and a half months wow like, it yeah was a long time, well, was a long time I could, yeah I could be wrong on that because it feels like a fever <laughs> dream um, and I was just in isolation the whole time because uh, that was how, I mean, the world was shut down and I didn't know what to do with myself. And at first it was the most miserable thing ever because I had gone through about six months of, um, of my clinical year at that time. And then we got pulled and you went from being like this go, 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 like always have something you're doing, always working towards something like 
to all of a sudden, like, there's nothing. Yeah. And it was so disorienting. And I remember, I mean, obviously, like, it was a time of distress for everyone around the world, oh, yeah. too. Yeah, and yeah. that definitely played a part. But it was also, totally. like, this very strange, like, whoa, like, everything's on hold. Yeah, and yeah. what do I do with myself? And then it allowed me more time to, like, reflect on M2 year, my clinical year, and, like, reflect on what I wanted to get out of medical school and, like, what I was learning. And it was a really nice experience to end up having. And yeah. And to come back refreshed for the rest of clinical year. So I kind of wonder if you felt like that was a similar experience, like, having some time in between. Absolutely. No, no, 100%. So to, to give some further context, so, like, when I say, like, I mean, be, beyond beyond like my my hand injury that happened. Like when I when I say I was struggling with my mental health, I I I was like really struggling. I I was at a low point that I I had I can't recall that I was at before. Yeah. And I think for me personally, I am someone who has there's a very strong I think mind body connection within me. So when yeah. when I'm not mentally feeling well, my body feels it. I mean, I was fatigued you know I was having aches and pains that I never had had before I, I was sweating when I I was having episodes of just really really fast heart rate so I I was like I was physically and mentally like yeah. like down and so e- even even before like this injury happened I I was like already wondering like can I like there, it, was, it was coming to a point where oh my god I don't even know if I can get out if I'm gonna wake yeah. up next morning if I'm gonna get out of bed yeah. um so I I was I was struggling um and i was already considering you know or wondering like like do i do i need to think independent of an injury do, do i need yeah. to take do i need to take some do yeah. i need to you know take some time out or like pull away just for a little bit and then you know i'd gone rollerblading yeah. and then this happened and when this happened i mean and you know when i went when it officially because it was on my right hand and when i was an ob like i couldn't be in the or with that I, I, it was hard to do elit, labor and delivery and yeah. to, to to scrub into cases and so yeah. be, because of all this i, I was it was it was gifted to me. It was encouraged actually yeah. by the OBGYN department to I was I was encouraged, you know, to please by to by the clerkship coordinator to please take this time off. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, oh my god, no! Like how 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 can I do this? You know, how can how can I take time away? You know, how how do I how how, how do I do this? You know, yeah. um, and it was just so 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 distressing. I mean, like for me to have to like the the thought of having to pull away. Yeah. And move from what I what, what my view of what what it meant to be productive, yeah. what it meant to be constructive, what it meant to be doing to be work to work, you know, and having that tied to my own identity, yeah. to just sit at home feeling like feeling not good physically and physically and mentally all day, yeah. was was really was was really challenging, you know. I I struggled, you know. I there were there were moments I was I was really down, and I yeah. I I. I was like, man, like if I'm struggling here right now, you know, what does this mean for my future? Am I am I going to make it through the rest of clerkships? You know, am I going to be able to do be a resident? You know, I mean, am I going to survive intern year? Like, what 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 yeah. implications does this have yeah. for my future? You know, um, and so it was there was just a lot of like negative negative feelings and anxiety and and fear and and just just feeling feeling isolated d- during during that time. Yeah. Um, However, it was also as 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 I, as I alluded to earlier, it was it was for sure a time of reflection. You know, I I recognized that look, I I needed some more support. I mean, beyond my beyond my wrist, you know, yeah. I I definitely needed some more support with my with my own mental health, and um, which I you know, which I took steps to do through through my own care team and finding finding my necessary the healthcare providers I needed to to help me work through that. You know, and it also got me thinking. You know, like w- what it means to be successful. You know. What it what it means to what it means to be successful, you know. I think I think up until then, for me, success meant honoring or trying to get on 
like honoring or like doing well on any, every single rotation from a grade standpoint. And that, that would put a lot of pressure on me. Yeah. It had never, it had never until that point been about, you know, what, what if that means putting a smile on someone, a patient's day or an attending's yeah. day? What if that means, you know, discovering something that you never knew before, you know, yeah. what if it means, you know, um, showing up and, you know, not, ha- not having any idea what you're saying on rounds, but it's, a, but, but working through it and finding a way out and, you know, going at it again the next day, you know, yeah. it, it really forced me to think about what, 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 what I held dearly, what, what was my definition of success? You know, what, what were my values, you know? And yeah. I think up until that point during clinical year, I, I was not living by my values. I wasn't, I wasn't having fun. You know, I, um, I was so caught up in my head, you know, I, it was all about, again, grades and perception and very superficial things. I, and I felt, again, I felt like I'd gotten, I'd lost my eye on the prize, you know, from, from being this person super interested in global health and community engagement and social justice to one of just focusing on, on, you know, on superficial things. And as, as I thought about that more and as I, as I worked through some things with, with myself, my, my, my team, my friends, my family, it really helped me change my perspective, which was which was great because as I came back off after having some some time off, yeah. um, I entered the hemong service on hematology oncology service inpatient yeah. on internal medicine, and that that was one of the most meaningful experiences I've had during clerkship year. You know, working with people who are, you know, and frankly who are who are very sick and you know sick and who may not get better, you know, from from their illnesses yeah. and having to work with their families and having to have tough conversations and you know, having to find meaning for working, having to find meaning some during some really, really tough moments and thinking about and thinking about what I valued and what, what, you know, how I wanted to live my life and what, what truly mattered. And so it it really, it was this nice flow, you know, I'd gone from this, this place of just despair, hopelessness, and, you know, just, just not, not feeling good about myself or the future to one of, wow, you know, I, you know, I, I, I know myself better now. I'm I'm gonna hold myself to a different standard. Yeah. I'm gonna work through this, and you know I and it 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 definitely made a difference. It was one of my it was one of the my most it was one of my, probably one of my favorite months on on yeah. clerkships. And well, I don't and yeah, well I don't know what I'm if I'm gonna go into to Hemonk. Um, it it will definitely it definitely it was it was definitely it was definitely a very very positive. It yeah. it, it, it it it's something that I look back very fondly on. Um and. Again, that's not to say I don't I don't have tough days or I don't struggle now or you know um you know it's it's an it's an ebb and flow yeah um sure. but it it really again it 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 showed me it gave me it showed me how to it, it really brought me a lot of perspective and allowed me to think about things in in ways that I I had never had before yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I had like pretty similar experience and it's it's so you know it's disheartening to hear that you know so many medical students really struggle with their mental health during their clinical year or at all, at all during med school. I think it's, you know, it speaks to kind of like the really tough nature of medical training. And yeah. Also just the culture to some extent as well. Um, yeah. Because I really struggled and I've struggled with my mental health like all my life. So it's it's not something new, but like things, you know, really exacerbated during M2 year. And um, it was very similar that I needed that time to really reflect and think about things and ended up like during that time off in COVID, I decided, you know, I want to leave and, and get a master's in narrative medicine. And yeah, that's, am- that oh, that's my, amazing. My yeah. Decision, and I wow. decided you, to do that. And that's incredible. Between third and fourth year to do that. So that's yeah, incredible. Like, yeah. You, you have these like, 
you know, I want to reconnect to myself and my passions. And, yeah. And it sounds like it was really transformative for you too to like change your mindset about, you know, what why you're doing this. I yeah. Think, um, and what your definition of success is really powerful. I, I remember thinking my second half of M2 year, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm not doing this to impress people. Yeah. I'm doing this to take care of patients. Patients, yeah. Was, I'm doing, yeah. That's kind of the mindset I wanted to have and cultivate as like a, a clinical year student. And I think it really benefited me because I enjoyed it more and, I think I performed better because people are like, oh, yeah, she really cares about her patients and isn't trying to impress anyone or isn't trying to, you know, has a second agenda, I think, is, like, if you if you do that, you're, like, dedicated to your learning and dedicating to your how you perform, but that's not all you care about. It's just you're caring about your patients and exactly you perform well. You and, know? yeah, I remember when I remember on, on when I was on Hemonk, as soon as I came back, like, I, I like, when, when that mindset, I'm, I'm here to focus on, on the patient, you know, I'm really here to yeah. learn how to take care of someone and what – what caregiving looks like in a very specific context. Like it, it, it just changed. It just, things clicked, you know, like I was waking up at like 5.45 in the morning, like excited to go to the hospital, which yeah. was a, which was a feeling that I had never had before. And I was going and I was like, when I'd go to patients' rooms, I'd be like, it's so good to see you, you know, I, I, during rounds or b- before rounds. And then um, afterwards, you know, when I could go home, I'd go, go to their rooms and I'd talk to them. I'd learn about their lives. I'd get to know them. And it, it was just so it, it was it was therapeutic for me too. It was part of my own. It, it's part of my part of my own healing, which I which I also recognize. You know, it's it's what I what I did not recognize. I think leading up until that point is you know beyond us taking care of them. I think there's something to be said about human connection yeah. and relationships. And I I think the act of caregiving or the act of being someone's caregiver or doctor is is also healing for the self. Yeah. And you know um, and and therapeutic for the self and it it, because it makes you feel like you have a sense of purpose you know that you're waking up for a very specific you're waking up because someone needs you you know and to be be a part of those moments and to be a part of someone's life in that that type of intimate way is I think really really was part of my own growth and part of my own part of my own part of my own journey you know which I think was really important Um, and yeah it it also gave me the time to like you know go back and, you know, go back and explore my own passions, you know, like from playing tennis to going out for boba or ice cream or finding new restaurants or just going for walks and, you know, um, or taking, taking aimless drives places, you know, (laughs) when I had my car, of course, which, which, uh, was, uh, definitely lacked at certain points during the year, but, (laughs) but, um, it, and it was, it was good, you know, once, and once I started doing that, it it just, it just made me realize again, why, what, what am I here for? You know, I'm, I'm here. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm not here to impress per se. I'm, I'm here to, to help others, you know, um, help others, you know, and, and be a part of something bigger than myself. Yeah. 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 I think that's a great mindset to have for yeah the rest of your training. You know? um, <laughs> yeah. Thank and I you. think it also, like you mentioned, like finding your passions again outside of medicine, but it, it's also really helpful to find your passions within medicine. Yeah. And, um, I hope you're really going to love third year because you get to choose your electives and pick yeah. what you want to do. I know that was when things really started to click for me because I didn't decide I was interested in peds until my third year. After, well, yeah. Um, like doing a rotation in the NICU and doing like a general um, like the sub-internship. Ne- like the neonatal ICU. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's super cool. And, Whoa. Um, and I felt that same thing. I was like, well, I'm excited to come to work every day because I loved my patients. I loved the medicine. And I just was like, yeah, I want to work with kids and want to do peds. And I wonder if you've had a similar experience. I, it sounds like you're interested in maybe family medicine or critical care. I know you're still kind of in that phase of figuring things out, but what sorts of experience have sparked your passions in different fields or your interest in them and um, 
you know, what sorts of things do you think will help you to solidify that that choice and specialty? Yeah, absolutely. And so for for me personally, I I have always again, I from from day one, I, I I've known that I've been interested in health disparities. Mm-hmm you know, the healthcare system, so inequities, yeah. um, and how, how, how as a society, society we can, and as a healthcare system too, we can, we can think about these and rectify these and, and work on these, you know. I think, I think for me and what, what I really loved about, you know, I think, again, I haven't made any decisions, but family medicines has spoken to me, critical care has spoken to me, emergency medicine has also spoken to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I think, I think all, all, I think all of those specialties have, all of those have some tie, I think, to understanding the social con- the, the social circumstances and social manifestations, yeah. which which dictate who 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 gets sick in today's society and who and who who doesn't. You know, yeah. who gets access to care and who doesn't. You know, who who makes it in the world and who who doesn't and why why that's the case. You know, yeah. I think from you know, for example, in family medicine, we we talk a lot about upstream preventative medicine. You know. Um, from screenings to, pre- to, you know, to, to, to prevent, you know, things like yeah. cancer or diabetes or um, other other conditions or other chronic illnesses from happening. You know, from critical care, we think about, you know, what are what are the, you know, when someone is literally fighting life and death. You know, what are what are all the factors upstream yeah. that, that 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 compound and manifested to someone having to to fight for their life? You know, and how how what could we have done earlier? You know, yeah. with emergency medicine, you know, you are depending on where you practice, you are you are on the front lines of some real so like on the front lines of some of the most challenging social situations in, yeah. in society, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think for me, you know, I, I think, I think when, I think, I think before this year, you know, I, I had always, I, I think for me, you know, I, I think for me, I, I had, I, I, of course I knew there was, there was such a thing as social determinants of health, you know, as I've talked, yeah. as I've talked about, I, and I know, and I knew that of course all these non-medical factors affect someone's well being. What what it what I didn't know until this year I would say was understand like understanding the like why like you know like wh- why why does the status quo work the way it does you know like why 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 is someone okay like when someone has diabetes okay like why why does they have diabetes okay like, because they're inactive but why are they inactive you know maybe because they live in a neighborhood that that they they can't go out or maybe yeah. because they they work a job you know that doesn't allow them to exercise or they don't have the resources but then wh- why is that the case you know what what about the world has enabled certain people to be able to do that and yeah. certain people not to so i i think i think what's going forward for me is you know really really understanding how and why <laughs> to put it to put it simply how and why the status quo works the way it does you know like who yeah. like like wh- wh- why does the world work the way it does? You know why 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 do we live in a world you know where where you know where 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 people have to make these decisions you know or where people yeah. where people have to endure these traumas or stresses you know like why 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 is that why is that baked in the DNA of of the world as we know it today? You no, know, how can we how can we move how can we move even more upstream? You know yeah. from just social determinants and equity to thinking about the world we live in, why we live in it, how we live in it, and what 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 needs to be done to change to change to the culture of essentially how how we live you know yeah um yeah. so that that's i think that's a very broad broad answer yeah. i think more tangibly I, I think for the next two years i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm really excited because there's so many cool classes you can take so many cool classes and not enough time yeah, yeah. but really hoping to do some rotations up north in, in rural michigan i think i'm interested in like rural medicine yeah. and so so go up north or you know 
um, work here in Corner Clinic in Ypsilanti yeah. or um, if I can do an international elective and broaden broaden my scopes there. Again, those those present its own ethical conundrums and challenges. But um, yeah, I, I think I really want to I really want to use it as a time uh, for growth for growth and broadening my scopes and horizon and really really thinking really thinking beyond medicine you know not not again of course getting better at my differentials my clinical reasoning my knowledge of medications and you know how to take care of people but of course like thinking about what's happening again beyond like in in the world as we know it today yeah yeah Yeah, that makes a lot of sense i think you touch on a lot of important things within medicine and i think um, it's easy to get into the like minutia of everyday medicine and just you know like you said following the status quo like doing the the day-to-day yeah. medicine that we do, but thinking about these larger structural systems that um, are in place for a reason and yeah. kind of don't think about, um, especially when it comes to, like, cost of things is something I'm always like, why don't we interrogate that? I mean, we do. Like, people are like, you know, insulin costs a lot of money. Yeah, like, well, like, why? But, like, you know. Like, why? Yeah, like, like who, really, who yeah, yeah, and that, that'll, that'll take you on a discussion yeah. of, like, who makes the drug? Okay, yeah. why do they make the drug? Why don't other people make the drug? And yeah. then why do, why do they get to charge it? But then... Yeah. You know how much you know, and why? Why how much you know? What would happen? You know, and it, once you start, once you start asking why and questioning, it's really questioning. Yeah, I think I think that's the key, yeah. like really questioning, and that's what Paul Farmer did. You know, when he founded Partners in Health and and started a revolution in global health. You know, he yeah. he questioned. You know, why why does the world work? You know, why 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 is this a reality for some people and not others? You know, and right. he 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 changed that. You know, and I I you know I I wanna I wanna follow in. I want to follow in 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 the example that that people like him have have set. Yeah. Um. And yeah. And work and work work towards something better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super powerful and um, a great way to uh, wrap up the the interview. Is there anything else you'd like to mention or, or chat about before we we end the interview? Hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, I just I just want to. I mean, I I'm I'm not an expert because I'm still going through my medical training. I, I have a long long ways to go still. But um, yeah, no, it, it's it's challenging. It's hard. It can be scary when you're down. It can feel like there's no way out. But but I prompt you know, that there is, you know, and it, it'll yeah. it'll work out, you know. And I I say this to any, anyone who may be listening, you know, that um that you're you're gonna do great. You're gonna rock it. And um, yeah. we're we're all we're all here together. And we're, we're we we win. We win as a team. So yeah, yeah. That's, true. yeah. that's great wise words to, yeah. to end the interview with. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was really. Um, it was amazing, and I'm really appreciative of you sharing your story. So thank cool. you. Cool. No, thanks for having me. It's been good to be here. Yep. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Distant Moon, Stories of Healthcare Education. You can find us on oxycardia.com, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.